Hello, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons. We're so glad to have you with us on the broadcast today. Coming to you again today from Legacy Church here in Green Mountain Falls, Colorado, where we are living what I believe are our glory days. Our glory days. You know, most people talk about their glory days, and they're always talking about the good old days, the days behind them, high school, right, college. Those were the glory days. But I'm going to tell you something. Our glory days are not behind us. Your glory days are not behind you. They're right now. They're the days just in front of us, and we are living glory days right now. Just a few weeks ago here at Legacy Church, we had a few of those glory days. We got together as a church, a local church family. Many of you from out of town came to be a part of our big dedication weekend that we had here at Legacy Church. Saturday evening, uh, we, had a, we had a Saturday evening service where Brother Kenneth Copeland, my grandfather, came and led us in dedicating this place to the glory and to the service of the Lord. A powerful time together that evening. Then Sunday morning, Brother Keith Moore was here. Uh, as a part of our dedication weekend and had a powerful word for us about how to stay on track as a church and how to keep our enemy from getting us off track. And these were powerful times together. Those services are available to you on our website. Uh, I encourage you to go listen to them, watch them. They were powerful times together in the word of God, uh, direction setting times, course setting times for us as a church and as a partner family as well. Today, I want to get into a message that we began here in the church several weeks ago. Actually, it was in preparation for Dedication Weekend. We began a series that we called The Fire and the Glory. And we were talking about the glory of the Lord and the fire of God, the, the, the power and the presence of God. And today, I want to get into that together with a message that I'm calling Worth the Weight. Not W-A-I-T, W-E-I-G-H-C, the weight. That is what the glory of God is. It's his heavy, weighty presence. And you get more of the glory of God when it becomes valuable to you. And that's what today's message is about, worth the weight. Before we get into that, though, let me tell you about what's going on here at Legacy Church and what we've just jumped into together as a congregation and as a global partner family. The Lord began talking to us uh, about his plan for us to expand. So let me talk to you just for a minute or two here about the plan to expand. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 54 verse 2, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Verse 3, for you shall expand. To the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Listen to it from the New Living Translation. I want to put this on your screen for you. He says, enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home and spare no expense. For soon you will be bursting at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the ruined cities. The Lord is talking to us in this church right now about his plan for us to expand. And Solomon prayed in chapter 6, verse 41, Now therefore arise, O Lord God, to your resting place. You and the ark of your strength, let your priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation. Let your saints rejoice in goodness. O Lord God, do not turn away the face of your anointed. Remember the mercies of your servant David. Chapter 7, verse 1, when Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifice. 
And say this next part with me. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The fire came down and the glory filled the temple. I'm stirred up about the fire and the glory. The fire and the glory. Now, I've been on a diet all week. Can you tell? I've been on a diet all week long. And all week long, I've just been feeding and feeding and feeding on the glory of God. Feeding on the word about his glory, what his glory is and where it comes from and what it does. I found some good teaching on the glory of God. So you know what I did? I listened to it and I listened to it again. And when it ended, I listened to it again and I listened to it again and I listened to it again. I'll be honest with you. I went back and watched myself preach from last week. I got done with it. That was good. I needed to hear that. That's what I'm on a steady diet of right now. The glory, the fire and the glory. And as you feed on it, like we've already said, it builds an expectation on the inside of you. You begin to expect it. You begin to expect to see these things. The fire came down. The glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord. Verse two, the priests could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. When all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord saying, come on, say this with me, for he is good for his mercy endures forever. I think maybe at some point during this series, we'll talk more about that. But evidently, that's one of God's favorite songs. He likes when people start singing this song. Which one? Oh, you know, the one that goes, he is good and his mercy endures forever. Man, when God's people start singing that, his foot starts tapping. His, oh, I like this one. I, I like this one. Do that one again. For he is good and his mercy endures forever. Was it Brother Hagin that used to walk to the pulpit and, and at the beginning of what I think nearly every sermon he'd say, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. These are words that are supposed to be coming out of your mouth all the time. One, yeah, you need to be mindful of it. But again, two, he likes it. How do I know he likes it? Because there are places in the scripture where it talks about all the priests and the musicians, over 120 musicians get together and begin to play. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in a band, but that's a miracle. It's, it's a miracle when you got a band of four or five guys to get them a, to agree on what song, what song we're going to do. Well, I like this one. No, I like this one. Well, what key are we going to do? I, I like this key. No, I like this key. Well, what tempo? And that's how bands break up as quickly as they start because you got all these creatives that are just <laughs> so stubborn and they want to do it this way. These musicians and artists and it's their art and it's their craft. Well, what happens when you get 120 people like that together? It's a miracle when they all go, let's do the one about the mercy. Let's do the one about his mercy and his goodness enduring forever. Yeah, yeah, let's do that one. And God so likes that song. There are places in the scripture that says when they began to sing that, the glory of the Lord filled the temple and they couldn't even stand. Have you read that? That's what these people just did. The scripture literally just told us they hit the pavement. They got down. This is a different kind of get down, but they, they got low. They could not even stand. It didn't say that 
it started like the wave, you know what I mean? Well, some guy on the front road, he, he knelt, and somebody's like, oh, I should probably do that too. And so he kneels. It's not this cause and effect thing. They literally could not stand. Now, remember this. What did we talk about last week? What is the glory of God? If you look the word up, it literally means heavy, weighty. It's the atmosphere of heaven. It is the very air of heaven. It's, the glory is the air they breathe in heaven. And it's a different atmosphere there. And when the glory is in manifestation, you want to know what that is? It's a bit of the atmosphere of heaven coming to earth. Amen. And that atmosphere overtaken this one. And in this atmosphere, yeah, you can stand up under your own strength, under your own power. But when this heavy weighty air that this flesh isn't used to begins to settle in. This isn't like taking, you know, an obligatory knee. This is out of reverence. You can't stand. It's so heavy on you that it literally puts you to the floor. That's what happened to these people. They went to the pavement singing, he's good as mercy endures forever. Why? Because his glory is heavy. And it's weighty. Go back to 2 Corinthians. We looked at this last week. Chapter 4. I've been feeding on this stuff so much. The challenge is to not stand here and read the entire Bible to you. Because it's throughout the whole thing. And if, you, if you're not a preacher, you don't know what this is like. But you just want to give it to everybody all at once. And you just can't do it. So you kind of got to pick and choose what it's time for. So I need your help with this today. Be in agreement with me that we'll hear exactly what the Lord needs us to. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, again, we looked at this last week. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though, even though the outward man is perishing. Now, remember, just a few verses before this, he was talking about the earthen vessel. You remember we talked about that? That the outward man, the earthen vessel... And that's when he said, we have a treasure in the earthen vessel that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We're pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. But it's not the vessel that's keeping us from being crushed. It's not because this earthen vessel's so strong. This is just a cheap clay pot. So if it's not the, the earthen vessel of the outer man, the outward man that's keeping you from being crushed, what is it that's keeping you from being crushed? It's the treasure inside. It's what's in the vessel. And that's where he said, we've got the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in this vessel. So that's what he's still talking about here. We don't lose heart, even though the, the earthen vessel, the outward man is perishing. The inward man, what's inside is being renewed day by day. Now notice this, for our light affliction. What kind of affliction is it? Light. What does light mean? It doesn't weigh much. It's light. He said, our light affliction, which is but for a moment. So you've got light, you've got momentary. He said, it's working for us. Man, that's a different way of looking at it, isn't it? This affliction and the pressure that you've been going through and the problems that you've been facing. It's a different thing entirely, entirely to look at that thing going, you work for me. I don't work for you. <laughs> you work for me. And that's what he's saying, this light affliction, it works for you. So what he's doing is changing your position. You've been under it, but he, what he's trying to tell you, no, you over this. You have authority over this. This light affliction, which is but for a moment, is actually working for you. And it's working for you a far more exceeding and eternal weight. 
of glory, exceeding weight. So he's comparing something that's light to something that's heavy. Can you see that? Something that's light compared to something that's heavy. And what is the glory of God? It's the presence of God, heavy, weighty. And I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm, just, I'm so excited about the presence of God filling up this place and the air changing in here and the atmosphere of heaven coming into this place. And if it pushes me all the way down to the floor, so be it. If I can't even lift up my nose off the carpet because of that heavy, weighty presence of God, fine by me. Anybody else with me on that? Would you be willing to just hang out right there for as long as that heavy presence just stayed right there on us? Hey, I know I would because miracles happen in that glory. Good things take place. He said it's working for us a far more exceeding or heavy and eternal weight of glory while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are what? Temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. He's drawing a dividing line here. And you have to decide on which side of the line do you give your attention and your focus? Because on one side, the affliction and the pressure, which is all stuff out here in this realm where you can see it, you can feel it, you can look at it with your natural eyes. He said, all that stuff is light. He said, it's momentary. And then he said, it's temporary. It's fleeting. It's, it's done. It's over. It's gone. But on the other side, you've got something that's heavy, something that's weighty, and something that's eternal. And he said, we look at these things. We don't spend our time looking at what's light and momentary. We look at, we give attention to what's heavy, what's weighty, what's eternal, what is the glory of God. But you've got to decide which one has your attention. Let me read a few verses to you from the Old Testament. Don't take time to turn there. We may have them on the screen for you. But in the book of Leviticus chapter 19, verse 35, God is speaking and says, you shall do no injustice in judgment. Listen to these words. In measurement of length, weight, or volume, you shall have honest scales. Somebody say honest scales. Listen to it again. Don't do injustice in judgment, in measurement of length, weight, or volume. You shall have honest scales, honest weights, an honest ephah, an honest hen. You hear that over and over? Honest, honest. He said, I'm the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Therefore, you shall observe all my statutes and all my judgments and perform them. I am the Lord. Proverbs 11.1 1 says, dishonest scales are an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight, or you could say an honest weight, is his delight. Proverbs 16.11 says, honest weights and scales are the Lord's. All the weights in the bag are his. It's kind of interesting instruction from God, isn't it? But evidently he thought enough about this to say it to his people more than once. We just read three instances just right now. Talking to them about honest scales. 
just weights, just measurements. You know this, but in that particular time, if you were to go into a marketplace and you were going to purchase something, you see something that a vendor has. I like that. I want that. You know, you didn't walk up there and write a check. You didn't, you didn't pull out paper money. You certainly didn't swipe a piece of plastic. What's plastic? You know, if you're going to buy something from somebody in this time, it was all based on weight. It was based on weight. And they would say to you, it costs this much. And what that vendor would do was reach into his bag of weights and put that much weight on his side of the scale. And then what you had to do was reach into your bag of money, be it shekels or denarii or anything like that. You know what those words literally are? They're measurements of weight. A shekel is a measurement of weight. So you reach into that bag and you start loading up your side of the scale, right? Until the scale evens out. And that's how you know you've paid what he's asking. And the Lord makes it such a point here. And he says, you will not have dishonest scales. You will be just in your measurement. You could say righteous in the way you measure it. What's he telling his people? Don't defraud, don't deceive, don't lie to somebody. There's a little bit of this left in our culture now. When you go to the grocery store and you see fruits and vegetables that you want, oftentimes there'll be a price on them and it's a price per pound, right? So you take that, this was at the grocery store we used to shop at, you would take that piece of fruit or those vegetables and depending on how many you have, you put them on a scale, in the store we used to shop at, you put in the little item code number into the computer screen and it would print out a ticket and you would put that ticket on that bag and it would tell you, you know, you've got this, much, this many pounds of this, so you're going to pay this price. Well, what if you found out that the store you've been shopping at for the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years had rigged their scales to read just a little heavier? that you were actually and had been actually paying, you know, three cents more, which is not much, but maybe just a few cents more than what you thought you were paying because the scale was rigged. Are you following me? I mean, what if you found out that you've been shopping there not just once or twice, but for 10 or 15 years? I mean, how much have you overpaid in that amount of time? And then you put that together with the other hundreds of people who are going in and out of that store every day. And that store owner just rigged it just a little bit, just rigged it to weigh wrong, just a little bit to get a little more. Evidently, this was a, a real problem in this world, so much so that God had to tell his people, that's not going to be you. You're not going to do business this way. You're not going to treat people this way. Why? It's stealing. Dummy, we're not going to do that. It's defrauding, it's deceiving, it's lying. And the big problem with it is if you think you have to do that to get your needs met, you have no faith in the goodness of God. See, every commandment he ever gave them was to bring them back to him as their source. You don't need to steal from them. I'll be your source. You don't need to covet. I'll get one to you. 
Don't covet your neighbor's stuff. I can get you one of those. I can get you five of those and nicer than what he's got. Don't covet your neighbor's wife. Anybody? (laughs) I can get you a better one. (laughs) Every commandment was designed to bring you back to God as the source. And he's emphatic. Can we agree on that here? Don't use these unjust lying scales. Well, I know our culture isn't so much based on that anymore, but it's still true in the sense that those things we give weight to, what does that mean? We value it. If you give weight to somebody's word, let's say you're in an argument or you got two people over here fussing with each other and one says this and the other says that and they bring you into the conversation and you got to hear both sides and then decide who's right. Well, depending on whose word you give weight to, we'll decide which way this whole thing goes. And whatever you give weight to, you honor and you value. Now imagine if you, if you will, a, a, a set of scales right here. And on one side of the scale, you've got the pressures of this life. You've got, you got financial pressure and marital pressure and, and sickness in your body and, and persecution from people all around you. And, and all of that is on one side of the scale. And man, people are so, so good about going to God and loading up their side of the scale. Talking all about the stuff that's wrong and this is bad and this is wrong. No faith in it, but just loading up that side of the scale. Here's the problem. Here's the pressure. Here's the lack. Here's the pain. Here's the need. And everything you can see and everything you can feel. And it's all out here in this this sense realm. And you load up that side of the scale. And God says, okay, you done? And you say, well, you know, for now. (laughs) And then he puts on his side of the scale this exceeding, an eternal weight of glory. Now, if you look at that, depending on what you give weight to, the truth is his glory far outweighs anything that this world can throw at you, but it matters what you give the weight to. Hmm? Are you following me? And if you go, yeah, okay, exceeding weight of glory, great, amen, preacher. But the pain and the problem and the pressure, you know what you're doing? You are giving weight to this side of the scale. And you know what that is? As long as what's in the seen realm to you outweighs what's in the unseen, that's a lying scale. That's an unjust scale. And there are people living life based on unjust measurements. Deceived, believing that this is what's true, this is what's valuable. They give more weight and more valuable to the problem and the pressure than they do the glory of God that's on the inside of them, and it's a lying scale. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.